Jeremy Greer. I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast that sometimes checks in on what's happening in the MCU. Gary, how are you doing today, my friend? You know, I've been uh, I've been a lot better. Okay. That's it. Okay, cool. Uh, Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Be, uh, good, yeah. Good good to know. You know All I'm right. Doing my best. I I'm I'm trying to hang on here. How much is the um, recent glut of Marvel Cinematic Universe material uh, doing? What is it doing for your your day to day? Is it does it making you happy? Like I've been really between WandaVision and this, I've been actually like my Friday nights are usually pretty cool. Like I like watching a big Marvel thing on Friday nights. I think it's fun. Yeah, I I, I I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the other shows that are coming mm-hmm. as well. Uh, probably Loki most of all. Like Loki looks really cool. Yeah, uh, very excited for that. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm generally pretty jazzed for that stuff. You know, you know me, huge Eternals head. Yep. Um, you know, I, I <laughs> we talk about it all the time on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, we cut most of it out because it's not about the X Men. But <laughs> me and Jeremy, huge Eternal heads. Yeah. Um, if you haven't been listening to the end of the podcast where I put all of our outtakes about the Eternals, you're really missing. <laughs> I I am trying to summon up the strength to read like a single fucking Eternals comic in order to have any context for what that movie might be about, because I'll probably see it like at this point, you know, it seems like I'm, I'm fairly invested and I like the other stuff that they're doing, you know, mm-hmm. it's happening. It all looks like pretty cool. Really excited. Dr. Octopus is coming back as a heart Molina Spider-Man movies. I think that's awesome. Yep. Um, you know, very excited by all that stuff. So it's like, I, well, I should probably watch Eternals. Like it'll have some kind of connection to the other things, even if it's really minor. 
Uh, but I just, it's very hard to be interested. It's weird. Um, I also, go ahead. you know, or go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say like, it's uh, like the, the word on the street is that like people watching early cuts of that are like, oh my God, this is so much better than I thought it would be. Like, this is something really, really special. And I'm like, I, I just don't believe you. <laughs> I just don't, yes. I don't, <laughs> there's too much, there's too much star power in that movie. Like you can't have Angelina Jolie and like all of these other characters sharing the screen at the same time and not have it feel chaotic, I think. And I, I don't know. Like, I just like the, the whole, like it's going to span a thousand years or some shit. Like, is it fucking Dune? And I, I just, yeah, I, I am, I am ready to be completely blown away by that movie. If it happens, I just, and I'll definitely watch it. Like I'm here for it, but like, I, I've been doing the same thing because I get Facebook ads for uh, Marvel unlimited all the time, which, you know, Hey, Facebook, thanks. I already have it. <laughs> you got me, um, man. but, yeah. uh, but the thing that they're pushing the most, I guess, I don't know if there's a new series or if they just like collected some stuff and it's like, find out what the Eternals is before the movie comes out. And I'm like, huh, do I have to? That's such a funny selling point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like learn what this even fucking is. Yeah. <laughs> hey kids you've never heard of this imagine if toyota did this it was like read the comic book yeah. about the prius before it hits the go hits the streets yeah. it's like you learn about what cars are before you buy one yeah have you ever been curious about the denver broncos read these comic books <laughs> i'm like very funny uh the uh unlike that i was gonna the segue i was gonna make is that i also uh I was, my friend derek watched falcon and the winter soldier uh, on my recommendation and uh he said well they managed to make the two most boring avengers cool and i was like i don't know if i think they're the two most boring avengers but also like they did like this is the most invested i've been in either of those characters you know you know it's it's strange because uh so first off let, let's let's say this right out like we're going to be talking about everything in, that's currently out there in the marvel cinematic universe so if you're not caught up on all yeah. of wandavision all of falcon and the winter soldier uh all of the movies all of that stuff we're gonna be talking about all of that without saying the word spoiler well, it's all warning. on the table yeah yeah so i don't think that we're gonna to talk too much about the hulk movie no no know, but if, if something comes but up like, like i will yeah. mention it <laughs> um so that said like i me and autumn have been going back through and watching from the start uh all of the mcu movies so we just got finished watching um avengers um but like mm -hmm. we before that like i had already started so like she jumped in and we went through all the way through endgame um but like if you watch civil war they're actually like mm -hmm. really funny like the, the 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 duo of sam and bucky in civil war it starts there and it's it's exactly what we get in this like the same vibe yeah, yeah. like i think so when you say like the most boring avengers like I, I feel like Bucky's story is actually really interesting in that in that universe. Like every every place that he has been has been kind of cool. Sam is just like a a guy, a, like a guy's Avenger, right? Like he's like he, he's, he's just around. A good dude. Yeah. The, yeah. But like also like it's wild to me that Sam, like Sam was in the military. Like that's the reason he had wings, right? <laughs> like he was, yeah, yeah. like he came pre pre powered basically. Like not powered, but like he had cool gadgets that he was fucking around with before he joined the Avengers. So I don't know, man, I, I kind of hard disagree on the most boring Avengers. Like I, I, I don't know who I would who, pick. Who are you going to throw as the most, who's the most boring? Hawkeye easily. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. there's no, there's no, there's no characterization I, to him besides, oops, I have a family. So yeah, they don't do a good job with him in the movies. I'm looking forward to the series with him. Yes. Cause I like the daughter Hawkeye. Um, and cause it's setting up young Avengers. Also, that's not going to be um, his daughter. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing that I don't, uh, the thing I think that I had re reluctance about Bucky 
is that he was such like a weird plot coupon in Civil War that drove me nuts. Okay. Because like it you know, I love Civil War. It's like one of my favorites of the, the series. I think it's like the most fun action that the, the series has ever gotten. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the pathos stuff with Iron Man is is really cool. Um I have a hard time with that movie because I feel like everyone kind of acts like an idiot. Yeah. And Steve could just be like, no, no, you killed a lot of people, Winter Soldier. You do have to come. Yeah. In. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel like Captain America would be like, okay, we're going to go on the lam and just kill more people. Like he's going to kill a bunch of people in his escape. He's going to kill a lot of people in his apartment. And I'm just cool with that. It just felt weird for Captain America to be in. And that's the context he mostly has lived in, you know, and he didn't get a lot of stuff in Infinity War and uh, Endgame. No. You know, he came back, he's like in a couple fight scenes, but he doesn't get very much in terms of like characterization. So that's kind of where my, my sense memory of Winter Soldier left off. And Falcon just kind of didn't get used very much at all previous to this. Yeah. Like he's always been kind of a background character. Again, it's, it's um, all just like mostly Civil War. It's like, the, it's the fight scene between the two of them and Spider-Man, right? Like, and, and yeah. the, can you move your seat up routine? Like there's not a lot of it, but I just like compared to Hawkeye and uh, regrettably Black Widow, like there's just like, I feel like they are at least more interesting on yeah. the screen than, yeah, the, yeah. than the other two. Yeah. I, I mean, and this, this thing kind of converted me like a little bit into liking them a lot more. You know, uh, the Winter Soldier was always a little bit bothersome to me because I just kind of felt like he got off light, you know, during everything. Mm-hmm. But this ends up making me like him and making him make more sense. Sure. Um, and a good place. I was thinking of like a good way to structure this conversation would be kind of like instead of episodes, talk about elements. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so talk, talking about the two main dudes is a good place to start. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think how it's fucking, uh, charismatic is, is, uh, Anthony Mackie the Falcon. Yeah. Anthony Mackie in this Jesus Christ. Um, extremely charming as all, uh, men from Louisiana are, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I did not know. Yeah. I knew that Anthony Mackie was from Louisiana. I did not know that they had made it like canon that he was from Louisiana and in the universe. I don't know if that was mentioned anywhere else. So it was pretty cool to see that in the, in the comics. He's from Harlem. Yeah. So they, they changed it pretty drastically. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Like I think him and, um, Sebastian Stan are both extremely charming on screen and they're both have yeah. that like buddy cop energy that people were really, really going for that. I think people really wanted from this. Um, and they, they yeah. come out swinging with that stuff. Like they, they, they were going to get into that pretty quick in the episodes. Uh, the, the thing that I thought was the, when it started, like the very first episode, the thing that like really appealed to me was the idea of them carrying, like dealing with the consequences of the blip um, of mm-hmm. having to deal with like people not having homes. It was all the stuff that I think people talked about of uh, since the events of Endgame of like, Oh shit, they brought the people back. But like, what if you get brought back in? How the hell do you do that? But like, what, what is the consequences of all that? And actually like having this fucking world crisis makes perfect sense, right? Like this is the kind of shit that you can't punch to, to make right. Yeah. Um, it, it's an appropriate level for these characters too, because they're both like government related. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to get like Captain Marvel to come down here and deal with, you know, terrorism and, and repatriation and shit. Mm-hmm. Like it, it ends up making sense for, for this level. And I ended up like throughout the series wanting a lot more of that. Me too. Um, I felt like, so there's a weird thing with the uh, primary antagonist of this, where it's like, they want open borders. They also thought things were better during the blip and they're really stodgy with relevant detail about that. Like, I think it's like episode four or something when one of the characters is like, yeah, there was enough room for us and everything. And we've been displaced because people came back and took our homes that we had. Like they actually lay it out really kind of late in the series. Yes. And it, it like, I think that they, we should have been shown that. 
you know, like what if the, the opening of the series was like somebody being evicted once the, the blip, you know, came back, um, something like that. Like just give us a little bit more of that background. Um, it ends up making the, the, the primary antagonist of this, the, the flag smashers be a little underwhelming to me. Like it's my least favorite part of, uh, of the series. I don't think they work very well. It's it's uh, personally. it's interesting because like the villains as presented on presented on the screen, the flag smashers, like you really you kind of like watching it, you kind of want to root for them, right? And I think that they play yeah. with some of it when Sam meets um boy Carly. Carly, thank you. I was about to say I didn't even make the impression so I could remember her name, but if, like gets face to face with Carly and like is having the conversation and like kind of uses her own logic against her a little bit to the point she gets frustrated because like she's a young naive kid, not realizing that like. Hey, yeah. there's better ways to do this. This is just the most direct way. Like, but you're doing this wrong. And I thought that was really interesting. But like, that was awesome. The this the stuff around that stuff, like the very thing, that, the very like, there's so much weird, like just dichotomy, not dichotomies, but like such a weird split in some of the stuff that happens because like Sam is poor, like he doesn't have any money. But like the very first yeah. thing that we see him do is running missions for the fucking military. And I'm like, you don't get a military like paint. Like every guy I know in the military Pension? is fucking moneyed up. Like they're driving huge obnoxious yeah. trucks. Like why, why aren't you sending cash back to your sister? <laughs> like who, who is paying the winter soldier? Who's paying for the winter to, soldier to, just, to do anything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing is arm requires no upkeep. Um, the, yeah, it, it's a, that scene is great because it's showing, you know, like Sam started as a counselor. You know, that's how mm-hmm. Steve met him. That's really cool. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about a U.S. agent. We'll talk about Walker and Walker fucks it up, which I love. Like, that's a really cool, dramatic thing to have happen. Um, it just ends up not like Carly is just weird during it because she's susceptible to Sam's logic, but also is like cool with killing a bunch of innocent people. Yes. Like they do not make her very consistent uh, in terms of her her characterization. And I was thinking like people who thought it was better during the blip, like these people should be like Thanos acolytes or something. Yeah. I know that's not a captain America villain, but like, why is Thanos never the person who did the blip? Like, this is the argument Thanos was making, right? Like it's going to be better off for these people because there'll be enough resources for everybody. And the name isn't even mentioned. Like nobody talks about it from a philosophical standpoint. You know, they just kind of map it onto real world uh, issues. And you know, weave in other issues, some more successfully than others. You know, like I actually like the way that the series handles race. Um, take that with a huge, big white dude, grain of salt, but I, I, I like it. Um, I think it's a little bit weirder how it deals with stuff with like class and scarcity. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's going to be like a, a Marvel problem going, going forward. Right. Like they just, I don't know that they're equipped to talk about some of that stuff. They, we get into some of it when we see, you know, Sam trying to get a loan and they're like, well, actually you don't, you don't have any income. And I'm like, and which drove me crazy throughout the whole thing because I'm like, he's a fucking superhero and he works in the military. Like, you know, you yeah, guys gave me a loan for $150,000 when I was 24 years old. Like give Sam some money. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are constantly giving kids CD nine CDs for one penny. <laughs> oh, that's the problem. <clears throat> he went to Columbia house and not, and not chase Bay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes yeah, a little bit loans more from sense. Columbia house. Um, but yeah, yeah. You know, the, the race stuff I think is really interesting. Uh, I've gotten really big into, and I know, I know how this is going to make me sound, especially as a 40 year old dude, but there's like two or three people on TikTok that are hard up into, uh, MCU lore. 
uh, and they really kicked off during one division where like they were picking apart everything. And one of them is this black guy. I think his name is Straw Hat Goofy on TikTok. Uh, that dude, when towards the end, when they had the conversation with Isaiah and Isaiah tells Sam, like they'll never accept a black Captain America. He made this video, like literally weeping because he had been talking about the themes of, of race throughout the series and like literally being called the N word in his DMS and people telling him that he was grasping at straws and that everything is about race and all this. And he was like, fuck all y'all. Like this is, they are, this is what I've been saying. They are directly dealing with this. Yeah. And I was shocked that they went as far as they did on the race stuff. Like absolutely shocked. Like it just, it blew my mind. Like I didn't think that like Disney would let them do this. Right. Like I was so shocked that yeah. they would like be willing to play in these areas at all. Um, and I have some like issues with the ending, um, especially Sam's like pat speech at the end. I felt like the whole last episode kind of wrapped up things in a neat little bow in a way that I didn't like. I wanted it to be kind of messy. Um, but at the same time, like all of the stuff leading up to that was so fucking good. Dealing the whole Isaiah Bradley thing was just amazing to me. Yeah. Isaiah Bradley stuff is really, really good. That's a wonderful performance, you know. Um, the him I you know, I I totally agree with that. Like him kind of just like wrapping up race in that suit is not you know, MCU haters are going to make fun of us for liking stuff that we like. It's just going to, what's going to happen. Um, I'm not saying this is a nuanced and really, really deep portrayal of race, but I'm judging on the, the sliding scale of the studio that brought us Ant-Man and the Wasp. You know, like I'm, it's, it's really, like you said, like Disney let them do it and they go further than you'd expect for the context that's in. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not trying, like, at no point am I being like, yeah, this is, you know, the equivalent of, you know, a W. Camus Bell uh, TV show, <laughs> like, in terms of talking about race. Yeah. Like, no, but it's real, you know, it is a cool thing, I think, for kids to see a black Captain America explaining, you know, to a bunch of rich white people that they should be more worried about, you know, what dis like, economic crimes have economic causes. Yes. You know, people who are who are stealing things like this, like, what if you tried to understand them for a second? You know, that that's badass. Absolutely. Uh, like, I'm very happy to have that happen, you know? Um, and then, like, on Twitter, you see tons of little, like, little black kids dress up as Captain America. It's, like, the sweetest thing in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is very heartening. It's like when uh, Into the Spider-Verse came out exactly representation matters like right like as as easy as that could be used as a as a catchphrase but like literally sometimes it's just as easy as putting a black person in a suit that we know and you know putting putting an a on his chest or whatever like that 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 stuff or a star on his chest in this case like that stuff really is really important um and then just you know giving him a costume that makes him look like a dallas cheerleader yeah, I, man. So. <laughs> um, apparently, people like a lot of people really like this costume, and I, um, I like Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know if you saw. Like, I made a joke on Twitter about because the dude was from Louisiana, and I was like, it should be purple and gold or black and gold. Dude should be either LSU or Saints. Like, I guarantee you. Like, there's no way mm. that 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 suit would have been designed with those colors if he had chosen the colors. And then somebody on Twitter was like, I guess you're not familiar with the comics because that's a comic accurate suit. And I'm like, I guess you're not familiar with the, what a fucking joke is, you idiot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> get off my dick um i i i I ended up not liking the the suit i thought the suit looked very very goofy um and it's real busy it's real busy the uh and and then you know it's it's kind of a direct adaptation of her direct like copy of what's he wears in the in the comics which i also didn't like that much when i read those those few issues so well and the the mcu doesn't really do that usually yeah exactly yeah that's why it stands out is because it's so and i understand you know the the series is messing around with themes of Captain America as a symbol, so having him be very brightly co- colored, 
you know, and really stand out is something they're going to want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's a, a great costume yeah. personally. Um, and it made it to me, it robbed some of the gravitas from that scene. You know, yes. whenever people are in like MCU superhero outfits, just like standing around talking to people <laughs> who are wearing regular ass clothes. It's, it's always it's like goofy. the silliest shit that's ever been. Yeah. It's yeah. always kind of goofy. Um, I do, th- I will say that, uh, I mean, we're we're kind of all over the place. So, like, you know, obviously not doing this yeah. in any kind of order. But uh, when he, number one, like all of the fight scenes throughout this whole thing, I thought were like a hundred percent great. Oh, yeah. Some of the best fighting that we've seen throughout the series. Um, you know, we we've got a mixture of super soldiers and Bucky and like you know the Wakandans show up at one point, and that's all fucking badass. Yeah. Um, but I gotta that's say, sweet. dude, like as much as I was like disappointed in the reveal of the suit, him with the shield flying through the air and doing all that shit was so fucking cool like that all of that yeah, was yeah. really awesome like don't even care how believable it is i don't care what the physics of the shield are i don't care that it absorbs kinetic energy instead of expending it i don't care about any of the science whatsoever that dude went through a fucking helicopter that's all i'm here for yeah <laughs> it, just, it looks amazing well one of the things that is like a big advantage of uh having these as movies you know one of the things about uh the mcu is seeing things that you would read in comics and seeing them realized right mm-hmm. and like uh this was a big thing pre-mcu i remember watching the beginning of x-men 2 where nightcrawler takes the white house and i'm like this is what like nightcrawler would be capable of yeah you know this is what this would look like in real life and it was such an amazing fucking thing to see this does that for the falcon who on the page like when you read comics with the falcon like he does a lot of reconnaissance uh like he he flies over people yeah. a lot and says what's going on um this is the whoever did the fight choreography for that character and having him contrast with the with the way the bucky fights in this i think is just like really great you know fight choreography um just incredibly cool looking stuff well and especially uh, with the with the difference yeah. of like everybody that he's fighting as a super soldier has the super soldier serum and he doesn't like he's still just a normal dude so like there's times when uh when he's fighting carly at the end and she like slams her fist into the shield and he uses his wings to brace him from sliding back so that he can still yeah, fight like that's a good, just super cool it's, it's like characterization like you know through a a choreographed fight scene which is like the best fight scenes right like that's how that shit should go yeah so that that stuff was always like a hundred like always at a hundred for me i loved it yeah that stuff is is really really good um so you know and I, i'm gonna say as far as from an action perspective it's pretty impeccable yeah mm-hmm. um as an action show like i know that's a, a not the most important thing in the world but there's not very much i would do different uh in terms of how this this series handles action like i think this is a really competent action tv show yeah absolutely and i think it was like like throughout the I thought the plotting was really good. Um, I thought, you know, mm-hmm. other than the, and again, this always comes back with Marvel, like their villains, it, they're just not great at villains for some reason. Like some, a lot of the villains that we're, we're, we're dealing with just weren't great. So like we have the flag smashers, which are, you know, a group of people that were given the super serum by a power broker uh, and then like rebelled against the power broker to go, you know, free borders or whatever um and we're fighting for quote-unquote a good cause but like if they have time barnes and noble yeah um (laughs) but you know and and then we have power broker which is like scary figure that turns out to be sharon carter which was broadcast from like this the the second episode or something have you heard yeah have you seen the um the how you find villains in movie things nowadays have you seen this with the apple iphones uh no apparently uh it's a thing so like if you if you use apple products in a film they won't let you they want the villains 
used Apple products. So like Sharon didn't have an iPhone and Sam did. And apparently like, I, oh. and I don't remember Knives Out that well, but like the killer that was that was in Knives Out like was the only person that wasn't using an iPhone the entire time. That's incredible. <laughs> I, I, I never heard of that. That's amazing. Yeah, so it just broke every single um, mystery movie for you ever. Congratulations. Well, shit. Um, uh, the, the Sharon Carter stuff, the power broker stuff was the other big thing that didn't work. Yeah. Uh, for me in this, I thought the, the reveal was kind of a wet thud. And the last time I saw, uh, Sharon Carter, like she was like a Captain America love interest and seemed, you know, like solidly chaotic good, Mm -hmm. you know, like she'd, she'd broken them out of, you know, she's, they sold the shield, broken Sam and, and capped out of jail, but not like this kind of crime Lord supervillain, you know, and I get that there's been a blip, you know, she's had time to develop, but her being the kingpin of Madripoor felt weird to me yeah um even though they they signposted it was just like this is doesn't feel like the same character to me i mean i need i need more of of, and they're like you know the stinger at the end of the series was her walking out being like hey get the crew together we're gonna have access to a bunch of crazy new tech or whatever so like thunderbolt 2 or whatever um but like i I need more of an explanation of i've seen people speculate that maybe she's always been a double agent for shield like even when she was uh like camping out next to Mm -hmm. captain america but like the idea that peggy carter's uh, great niece or whatever like flipped to if not hydra then like evil like i need i need to know why for any of that stuff to really work for me because in this one she was like i'll help you with surprisingly you know robust resources in madripoor and then you know sending french assassins after sam which like i like why would you want to kill sam Mm -hmm. like you guys seem to be bros (laughs) like i don't know yeah a lot of it didn't make sense to me i i I like that she was there i was hoping that she would be like the third in the trio that's what i was really hoping for when i knew that she was going to be in the show and i was kind of disappointed that she wasn't she's she's for like a brief time yeah you know like during that episode and but yeah i don't i don't think that works particularly well and didn't have enough runway set for it um the real third from the trio we end up getting is zemo uh, this stuff worked for me pretty well. Uh, I like that actor. I like that performance. I like that he is like a villain with a code. Um, I like the Thunderbolts, you know, so I want to see the the Thunderbolts property, you know, like the TV show or movie about the Thunderbolts, I think are cool. Yeah. Um, so that is exciting to me. Um, and I also think he got like a bunch of the best like lines and like little performance beats. Absolutely. Like that dude is funny and good. Uh, the Marvel YouTube account put out a one hour video of him doing his little dance in Madripoor to some sort of, you know, mm-hmm. weird music or whatever. And I think that's just like the funniest thing ever. Like that's peak internet nowadays. So super cute. Um, yeah. I, I thought Zemo's performance in this and I thought his weird ethical line of like, I am ruthless about this one particular subject. Uh, like we can't have superhumans and humans mixing. Like I think that just the absolute ruthlessness with, with which he pursued that was really interesting. And I, it kind of made me, and again, like I've, I watched Civil War before this was ever a thing. And now that me and Autumn are going back through them again, like I'll watch it again. But like, I, I wish that had almost been explored even more in Civil War because we spent a lot of time like smashing yeah. action figures together and not really understanding what Zemo is trying to accomplish because they wanted to keep it a mystery. It feels like with him and Sharon Carter, who are characters who their last big scenes were in civil war, both of which end up taking characterization changes that don't weren't laid track for. It's just this one. I like, 
Like, I think this is a more interesting version of Zemo and a less interesting version of Sharon Carter. Yeah. Not less interesting. Like, I just didn't think Sharon Carter was that interesting in the first place. Sure. Yeah. Um, You know, personally, and like, this felt harder to believe than Zemo being like, yeah, I had a reason for the stuff that I did. You know, um, that ends up you know working for me pretty well. And the idea of just like the enemy of my enemy, like, you know, him, you know, breaking the rules like constantly, but just knowing that they need him. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to shoot the guy who invented the super serum. I don't want more super serum, you know, like, fuck it. And then when like, he gets, I'm going to do it. Cause hear music. I'm going to dance. And when he gets the opportunity you know? to like, you know, presumably take the super serum himself. Like he's staring at seven or eight vials, like following through on his conviction and just crushing them. Like that's yes. really strong to me. Like that. I was, I, I expected the obvious villain turn of like, Oh, if I take the super serum, then I will be the last person I could kill all the other super soldiers. Like that, that that'll be my thing. But I was so happy when he didn't and said he just crushed it. Like may, again, just seeing through that conviction of his, of his beliefs was mm-hmm. really powerful to me. I thought that was really interesting. Makes a more interesting villain. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. if he's got something and that's part of what makes, uh, the Sharon Carter stuff kind of suck. Yes. Cause what's her motivation? I know who, you know, who she likes knows. power. Yeah. Like nope. the power haver, the power mm-hmm. taker, you know, and, and the, the power and then, enjoyer. The Zemo connection obviously got yeah. we, we were able to bring the Wakandans in to try to track him down, and I thought that was a lot of fun. And so he's off in Wakanda mm-hmm. now. So like I'm, I want to see that. <laughs> like I hope he shows yeah, up yeah. in Black Panther too. <laughs> well, he, he goes to the raft. Like they, the the uh, Wakandans take oh, him that's to the right. raft. They take him to the raft. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Which which makes me think like New Avengers when that popped out that was a uh, with a raft breakout. If they end up rebooting the Avengers, I could see that being how they do it. Yeah. Like they start rounding people up for the raft during this phase and then do a breakout and then like have, uh, introduce that, that set of Avengers with like Wolverine and Spider-Man and Luke Cage and shit. Um, my, like, this is, I don't think that, uh, you're as warm on it as I am. Uh, the shitty Captain America is my favorite part of this. Um, the Walker stuff, which like, he's really obnoxious. Like he's, you, you look at him, you're like, what a fucking asshole. Uh, but I love that performance uh, very, very much. I love this dude who is not evil. He's just kind of shitty in the way that the military made him. And he does not know how to be a Captain America. Um, contrasted with Sam, um, I really, really like that performance. Like there's a part where he talks about um, where he's talking to his sidekick and his sidekick is like, you know, you don't need the super serum, man. You have three medals of honor. And he goes, yeah, I got those for the worst day of my fucking life. Yeah. You know, that was the most traumatic thing I've ever done, you know, and that, that to me was saying stuff about, you know, soldierdom and, and heroism and, you know, the military that is like the cool thing that the Captain America movies fuck around with, you know, like, yeah, I have these medals and that made me a good poster boy. That sucked. You know, that was not okay as a thing. I thought they did an absolutely amazing job with this dude. Uh, my only complaint was the, the stuff that happens in the last episode where he has like a vague redemption arc where he's going to save, yeah. he's going to save the people or whatever. Like, and I, you, you got to do that. Cause like, he's going to be us agent or whatever. Uh, but, but also like I, he murdered someone on not live TV, but like, you know, live in front of so many Everything's cameras. Live TV now. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. but like he, he straight up fucking decapitated some dude with a shield. And that's, I mean, he got like reprimanded, but he didn't go to jail. Um, and, but I thought yeah. that the dude himself, the actor, uh, did just a fucking phenomenal job of walking that line between just like, as soon as you saw him, you wanted to punch him in his face. Like they couldn't have cast a yeah. better, a better guy for that. And then to have that weird thing where like, Oh no, he's, 
he's been in the military like he's he's you know it was just a wonderful performance by this dude like and his when he when he gets the super serum and he rages out and you see like how that autumn autumn kind of called this like he was the guy from um captain america the first avenger the movie that like didn't jump on the grenade when Steve Rogers did. Right. Like he was that guy. Mm, And that it was the perfect dichotomy because that's what the, that's what um, fucking Tommy Lee Jones wanted is the guy that, you know, he wanted one of those super strong dudes. He wanted a military guy. Um, But the other guy was like, no, no, we need someone with a super strong heart. And like, I I think that that was just played so fucking perfectly. Like the, the, the the contrast between that. And I absolutely loved it. Um, The fact that he's like going to be like some hapless, like, oh, thanks for the new suit, Julia Louise Dreyfus. <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> the ending was very strangely toned. But otherwise, like, I thought the performance, I thought the characterization was great. I thought his him losing his temper when his uh, friend Blockbuster <laughs> died. I don't even remember that guy's name. Yeah, uh, Battlestar, Battlestar, who was one of the yeah. replacement Buckies. Wild. Apparently, uh, in the comics, Captain America had a bunch of replacement Buckies. You gotta have He's a Bucky. One of the Buckies. <laughs> like, always gotta have a Bucky. It's like Bioshock Infinite. There's always a shield. There's always yeah, a Bucky. There's, there's, <laughs> it's always a lighthouse. Yeah, there's always a Bucky. Um, his uh, the the kind of like the performance that a guy gives as like you know a guy who's very punchable but isn't evil. Yeah. Um, there's a moment where he's talking to Sam where he's trying to convince Sam. And he, at the end, he's like, you know, and I'd probably go over a lot better if I had the Captain America's buddy, the Falcon with me. And where Sam's like, you know, it's always the last sentence. <laughs> like, you can't quit before the last sentence. Yeah. And I, I thought that was like, like summed him up really well. Like, yeah, you're just, you know, and it, it ended up being a really interesting thing in the show about what happens. Like, you know, uh, one of the big themes that's trying to explore is like, you know, what, what power is the title, you know, versus who embodies it? Like, where does the power come from? Right. Um, it's not enough just to have like a cap. It, it's about the person under it. And this is what happens when you have somebody who's inappropriate for that, who believes that they're not inappropriate for it, you know, which is like the scariest, worst thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and the moment where he, he snaps and he like cuts off the head of the, the guy is like, you know, really, really one of the only like cool, very like shocking things that po- happened in the series to me. I was like way into it. And then later in the end, when Carly comes up and she's like, I'm sorry, I killed your friend. We don't, we try not to kill people who don't matter, which is like, what a horrible fucking thing to say. Dude. Yeah. In a variety of ways. Like that, that's gets so close to the, the all lives matter routine. Right. Like, um, exactly. And it plays so close in that simultaneously, (laughs) like simultaneously good characterization for, for Walker and shitty characterization for her. Exactly. Yeah. Again, like the the villain problem in this in this stuff, like, and I think the Wandavision was guilty of it too. Like, you know, Agatha Harkness was really interesting up until the point where she was like, "Ha I want your power," and that it yeah. became a lot more lame. Um, power I, is the worst motivation. Exactly. Yeah, it almost always is. Um, but really, like overall, like it's it's weird because this followed Wandavision, which was so like crazy unique and i was so worried about this being just kind of i mean you joked about it of like oh is like sam gonna be chasing fucking drug runners or whatever and it wasn't that but like it's it it wasn't as like that intense week to week drive wasn't wasn't as much there uh but Mm-hmm. When, when i look back at it like i was kind of more interested in the stuff that was happening in falcon and the winter soldier than i was in in wandavision like as a in retrospect like the stuff that happened it's less it, surprising yeah yeah exactly you know but once you know what it is, it just ends up feeling like a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it feels like, you know, Captain America 3.5 or something, uh, which, which is fine because I, you know, those are the, like 
one of the strongest struts in that that film franchise. Um, and it's one of those things where the conventionalness, the conventionality of it, uh, I think is actually kind of a strength. Mm-hmm. You know, if they had just been like, all of our Marvel shows are going to be weird fucking genre twist. Here's the sitcom one. Loki's going to do Quantum Leap. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier are going to be like Turner and Hooch, you know, or something like that. Like that would feel really weird. Like them doing a straight putt makes me value the stuff that's more experimental when it pops up. Sure. And if they had started more experimental, I would have had some feelings about it because WandaVision started that way and then turned into people blasting each other in the sky. You know? Yeah. Um, I would just think that like, oh, this is going to start as experimental and ambitious and then just turn into MCU. And we'd have to have that discourse again, as opposed to this just starting as MCU and finishing as MCU and being for people who like dig that. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I think that's a good point. Um, um, I do want to say uh, like a couple of my highlights of, of the entire series was Sam visiting home. Um, and not, mm-hmm. not just because of the Louisiana connection, but just because I think, you know, having that family connection, um, you know, having that, th- that relationship, right. And having Sam realize that he should probably be paying more attention to that than the superhero business that he was previously doing. Um, inviting Bucky to the cookout in the last episode and everybody partying mm-hmm. and having Bucky help him, you know, fix up the family boat and all that stuff. It's so wholesome and it feels so good. Uh, I think the only, one of the only good Hawkeye moments in the entire MCU so far has been um, when you visit his family. Um, and like 90% of mm-hmm. that is because I'm kind of have a crush on Linda Cardellini, but, uh, but it's the yeah, only time that he's like, not just a glowering face with a bow. It's, you know, you, you get some sense that he's a real person and you get, you get that with Bucky also and his, you know, quest to make things right that he's kind of wrongly going through until Sam calls him on. It's like, no, 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 oh, you're, yeah. not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're yeah, not making you're not things right. Making yeah. amends. Yeah. You're avenging. Like you're doing Avenger shit. Like that's a great moment. Absolutely. You know, that's a, that's yeah. a really good, uh, that's up there for me as well. Um, in this, I like, I like the hominess the feeling of this as well. Um, all the family stuff is very sweet and it was interesting because they're, they're doing a context for this character that they don't do very often for the other characters, you know, kind of by necessity, mm-hmm. like Hulk is a loner. Captain America is a man out of time. Thor is an Asgardian, like Iron Man also kind of a loner and lives a totally different lifestyle. This kind of like man on the street, like what is a real person like with this, uh, this power and in this context is neat. You know, it's a little different than Spider-Man. Like we always traditionally kind of fucks around with that having a real life because he's a kid. Yeah. You know, this is just an adult who happens to be Captain America. Yeah. Really cool. Um, I'm super excited for young Avengers shit. I think that them like introducing all the young Avengers through these series and things is, uh, very cool and clever. I forgot that, um, Cassie Lang is all over the, uh, the Ant-Man yeah. Yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we got stature, one of the worst names for any character. I know. And that's my girl um, from supernatural too. So I'm, I'm, I got a special interest in her. So hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff I'm really happy that they didn't have Patriot make a, you know, a debut. Like they did the Isaiah Bradley stuff, but didn't have like the grandson be like, I can help or something, you know, save that. Just let people who know what's coming, know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And like have him having him there to watch the interaction between his grandfather and the current Captain America and seeing those kind of relationships develop in front of him, like having that character there witnessing it without like making it the whole origin story, making it, making it a whole thing is it's, it's, it's surprising to me that 
again, I think I think <clears throat> Kevin Feige has really tried to figure out how to do these origin stories and to slowly fold things in over the course of multiple series and movies. Uh, and that's what like kind of gets me so jazzed about the future of the MCU is like they're getting so much better at this. Um, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. the Avengers wasn't a good movie because like all of those that, that movie has a great like it, it's it's a great character showcase. It's not that at all. It's like a bunch of people that, you know, from previous movies that have had these great character moments all doing cool shit on screen. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's being able to build up that stuff over time is so important. And like casually introducing, you know, Cassie Lang or casually introducing the Wanda twins or casually introducing Patriot. Like we, we're getting all of these people and I can't wait because it's going to, I feel like it's going to blow people's minds to when they start getting outfits and start putting teams together. And like, it's going to be make real, yeah. especially now that they're actually like allowing the rest of the world to be explored because like the idea, again, going back to that, like this global repatriation society who after the blip, like the entire planet seemed to have gotten together as one because it was a like there was an attack on the planet it was an attack on the united states or wakanda or whatever like it was an attack on the planet and now having that flipped back and to go backwards on that like you would want them to like no this should be the time that we actually become like earth <laughs> and not america mm-hmm. um so I, yeah, yeah yeah so i'm I, like all of be willing to explore some of the surrounding stuff of this i think is really really cool yeah agreed um and they got that secret invasion yeah, yeah. Uh, series coming up so that's we're gonna get you know that's a good way to throw in a hulkling mm-hmm. yep they want to throw in a hulkling and i think they can probably just ditch iron lad even though like he's uh i think like a kang the conqueror the son of kang the conqueror or something like that and they're kang the conqueror is the villain of the third ant-man movie um and, so it's all coming together and they've got that armor war series announced so like presumably yeah, some, yeah. some shit's gonna happen over there um i am yeah, so i just i'm so leery of all of the secret war stuff because you know there there's all the weird nick fury isn't actually nick fury he's the scroll from captain marvel movie and has been for you know since at least civil war or whatever like i just the amount of like oh actually you know the tony stark that yeah. died was actually a scroll i'm like i just don't please don't do a lot of that i just i can't stand you yeah. know what i'm saying like i just don't want to oh captain america was a scroll <laughs> now he says hell yeah. hydra like i just don't want to get into a lot of that bullshit no, I, I think that they've, they won't have to start tapping that stuff too, too hard. And I've got a modicum of trust. Like I'm leery about it as well, but I just, you know, they haven't done the obvious shitty thing too many times yet. Mm-hmm. You know, like where it's like, oh, this would be the obvious thing and it would fucking suck. Yeah. They've, they've not stepped on that landmine fairly regularly, you know, fairly consistently managed to avoid that. So I have some, some, some modicum of faith and also like, I'm already, I'll just watch it. Cause it's, it's out and I'm curious, you know, I don't, don't need to like stake my life on it. I'm not betting my, you know, taking out an insurance policy that it'll be good. You know, that all this stuff will be good. It's just like, one of the things that's funny about, uh, MCU discourse is people act like they're being asked to like do a Herculean labor. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really just, you're like asking me to watch a movie. Uh, I'm good. Like I, that's not, that's not too big of a lift. My friend, yeah, I watch movies all the time. Um, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like if this ends up not being like, you know, a life changing experience. I think I'll be all right. Um, yeah, I sent, I think you know. I sent a tweet to you of somebody that somebody retweeted into my timeline. It was like, Oh man, keeping up with all of this MCU stuff is starting to feel like homework. And I'm like, yeah. well then you shouldn't fucking do it, dog. Like the homework sucks. Yeah, you're not, you're a grown adult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't have to. 
It's 45 minutes a week. Yeah. I mean, like, you, you could literally go on YouTube and watch a four-minute video about everything that happened and, like, get absorb all of the salient points if you really feel the need to, like, participate in the conversation. But also, you just don't have to do it. Like, I don't I don't understand what the... And I think it's I think this is just a problem with social media is that everybody thinks that they have to have an opinion on everything that happens. Um, so especially yeah. big stuff that comes from Marvel or Disney nowadays because it is so huge. But like you don't you can just not watch it. It's totally cool. Who cares? It's okay to opt out. Yeah. You know. Um so that's our message. Yeah. It's okay to opt out. Don't watch out. it. Yeah. Don't watch it. Don't play it. Yeah. Don't buy it. <laughs> yeah, don't buy don't it. Don't watch it is our message. <laughs> I, I think if you if you dig this stuff, you should watch it. It's I, I do too. If you yeah. don't dig it though, don't force yourself um yeah we will be back next time with something yeah we don't we we have not announced it yet because we have not decided yet um gary has, yeah, has we're has, exploring we're a little bit ahead gary is forcing me to so. do four things and i have to choose from one of them no i'm kidding that's not true uh we just haven't <laughs> yeah, we, we have not put our nice. heads together long enough we've both been distracted with real world stuff um to, so we have not put our heads together to decide but uh watch social media my twitter is at jg greer the twitter for the podcast is at dufc podcast you can find gary at, at gary buh um and watch those three channels and you will find out what's going to happen on this podcast at some point so and support the show at patreon.com slash TV. Tell your friends, yeah. leave ratings or reviews. All those things are appreciated. Um, we haven't done a feedback episode in some time, but we're, we, we still collect that stuff. So if you want to uh, send feedback about the Brood Saga, uh, any of the number one issues that we did, your experience with those 90s comics, um, if you want to talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier MCU, daysoffuturecast.com slash contact is a place to do that, or you can just DM us on Twitter. Uh, I don't know when we'll do that, probably after our next big series. But if you have thoughts now, go ahead and send them in. I collect them and I save them to when, whenever we will do a feedback episode. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Umbasa. Umbasa. Patreon.com slash TV. We love you. Bye. <laughs>